You're listening to The Other End of the Reading Rope, the podcast for busy teachers who want practical strategies for language comprehension and writing that will engage your students and save your sanity. I'm your host, Leslie Lawson, a former reading specialist and coach. Let's get on to the show. We're busy people! Hello, hello, hello. This is Leslie from the other end of the reading rope. Today, we are going to do part two about writing sentences. If you listened to last week's episode, we talked a lot about the building blocks of sentence writing, how to start, what we should do in the lower grades, and then how to build and expand on sentences. Today, we're going to be talking about the next two levels, which are generating sentences and then delving into more complex sentences. So I hope you will join us on this um, podcast as we dive a little bit deeper into the writing rope and sentence structure. Here we go. So we left off with um, expanding sentences last week, and um, that is one of my absolute favorite activities to do um, for making sure that our students are putting more details in their writing. I often hear teachers say their sentences are too boring. They don't put enough um, detail in their sentences. So expanding sentences is the absolute best activity that you can do to build upon that. So now we're going to talk about generating sentences. So you might remember that there are four types of sentences. We have statements, questions, commands, and exclamations. Today, we're going to talk about why it's important to um, expose our students to all four types of sentence writing. Now, again, like last week, we're going to talk about where to start. And I know that as a former kindergarten first grade teacher, knowing the difference between questions and statements is very, very hard. How many times have you had a speaker or a, a pro program come to your school? And at the end, they say, do you have any questions or comments? And all the kids raise their hand and say, I have a cat <laughs> or um, I, I saw this on TV, you know, um, and not knowing the difference between questions and statements. So that is something we have to teach them. But we also need to keep in mind that some of that is developmental. By the middle of first grade, um, students are able to start generating questions, um, but we have to teach them explicitly how to do this. You, you may even be able to start it in kindergarten, but just know that um, it's going to be a harder thing for them to grasp onto in kindergarten. But by first grade, they should be able to not only be exposed to it, but they should be able to master it. So the writing revolution does recommend that we start with three sentence questions first um, or sentence starters first and that would be using the question word when where and why and i believe that the when and the where is very concrete and so our students should be able to pick up on that easier um, than the who um, and the how so you want to start with when and where a great strategy that you can use when you are teaching your students how to write questions or to even orally state questions is to start with an image. 
you can choose an image that's funny, you can choose an image that's connected to your content, or even illustrations from a story that you are reading. Have them look at the picture and then create a question that starts with when or where or why. Once they do that orally for a while, you'll be able to then add in the rest of the question stems, which would be how and what and who. Again, always start orally and build into writing it down. Now, once students are in third through fifth grade, you can start asking them to develop questions on their own about content. So let's say you're teaching tornadoes. Um, you can show them a picture of a tornado and give them the six question words and ask them to create sentences or questions using those question words. Um, I've also done this with like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. showing an image, showing an image from the picture. Um, all of those are great ways for students to begin writing those questions. Now, just with anything, just like with anything, we want to make sure that when we are teaching the difference between a question and a statement, we want to make sure that we are explicitly teaching punctuation. So what is the question mark look like and what does a period look like? So make sure that you are writing a sentence um, and then you ask them, what is the punctuation that we would use? Is this a question or is this a sentence? A great morning meeting activity that you can do um, about anything in your day. A last um, strategy you can do for question building, and I prefer this for the upper grades, is to play a Jeopardy game. Um, and the students, of course, just like in the real game, would have to answer the question in the form of a sentence or in the form of a question, um, just like Alex Trebek and um, the TV show has done for years. Now, I've said before that I am a Jan fan, a Jan Richardson fan, and I will continue to, to say that. Um, and one of the things that I love that Jan does with questions in particular is um, in her in her book, um, Guided Reading, the Yellow Guided Reading Comprehension Book, there are module cards that you can give out to the students. And one of them is for green questions. In my school, our students know what green questions are. Green questions start with who, what, where, when, how, or which. Um, we give those cards out starting in second and third grade and students are able to then ask a partner a question about what they have read using those sentence um, starters or question starters. You can do the same exact thing with having them write them down. And our students are very good at writing those questions down. Have the partner find the answer so that you're able to um, get those, just write their questions and find them in text. Jan also uses the red questions. And for red questions, that's when you might go a little bit deeper and you might be asking why, or why do you think? or how, or what if. So red questions are another way that you can expand question writing with your students. She even has yellow questions and yellow questions are more comparing and contrasting. So giving your students question cards like this is something that you can do all the way from first grade on up. And it will help them tremendously to not only write better questions, but also to comprehend what they are reading or learning about in the content area. Now, why is it that we want to teach these types of writing? 
Well, I read that the reason that we want to teach these types of writing, um, these four different types of sentences, is because we want them ultimately to use a variety of sentence types in their paragraphs when they become more um, when they become older and they're able to write longer paragraphs. So if you think about that, we want our students to be able to write interesting pieces that we want to read. So how can we do that? We can do that by adding in questions. We can use do that by adding in um, statements, but we might even be able to start adding in exclamations and commands. So around second grade, you want to start introducing the next two types of sentences. Exclamations um, or exclamatory sentences are used to force um, to show force of strong emotion um, when you are writing. Oftentimes you'll see that in narrative writing with dialogue. Um, oh my gosh, right? Might end with a exclamation point. Exclamations give a little bit more texture and voice to your stories. Commands are similar to exclamations um, and they give advice or instructions or they express a request but those usually end in a period it's not um an ex it's not something that you are saying with force if you're saying it with force it turns into an exclamation so for example if i'm sitting here with my dog who happens to be walking in and out of the room while i am trying to do this podcast if i were to say to her in a simple uh command and say sit she would sit i wouldn't have to use the exclamation mark with sit unless she's not listening to me and then i might have to get a little bit more forceful <laughs> Okay, so once you add those two types of sentences in, some activities that you can do, you might want to share a sentence and the kids have to decide it, what of the four types of sentences it is. This can also be part of your literacy or content area. For example, let's say we say we give the students these two sentences. The berries look delicious. Do you want to pick some berries? ask the students to identify which one is the question. Let's say we ask this, Jason got a present or open your present. Which one of those is the exclamation? So students will be able to um, decide by looking at different sentence types. Another fun activity that you can do, or I shouldn't say fun, another meaningful activity that you can do is give them a statement and have them change that into a question. So you could say, Sam is coming with us. How could you change that into a question? They could say, who is coming with us? Or where is Sam coming with us to? Um, you can also make sentences using vocabulary or content words. For example, in my, um, reading lessons and our shared reading lessons we learn between three to eight words per story and you might want to put those up on the board and say write a sentence with flexible or write a statement with the word flexible a question with the word siphon and an exclamation with lurking I have read that commands are not as easy to use for vocabulary or comment, so you should stick it stick to just those three things. Okay. So that's what we have on generating sentences. The last piece of this is on um, creating more complex sentences. And 
in order to create more complex sentences, sometimes we're going to have some clauses or some phrases um, that are part of your sentence. And in this case, we're going to really just focus on how you can use conjunctions to spice up your sentences. Um, I'm not going to get into the grammar part of all of that, but I am just going to give you some basic understanding of how you can use conjunctions. So you want to start always with um, because, but, and so. Using a sentence stem, for example, seeds need light to grow, add on a conjunction after that to change why. So if we think about the word because, because is going to explain something that is true. So if we have seeds need light to grow because we're going to be explaining why they need that light to grow. Think about the word but. But indicates a change of directions. It's kind of like a U-turn. I always use a picture of a U-turn when I'm using the word but so that they can see it's, it's like you're going in one direction, but something happens, and so you kind of have to shift directions. So think about this. Seeds need light to grow, but, and what would students say would go after that? Maybe they could say, uh, but some need more, that, more light than others. Maybe they will say, but... They, go, they still go dormant in the winter. Um, it, the options are endless. So is usually used for a cause and effect. So let's pretend that we are using that same strategy, but this time I'm going to use it with Jack and the Beanstalk. And I'm going to use this example. Jack climbed the beanstalk so... Why did he climb that beanstalk? What was the effect of him climbing the beanstalk? So he could get riches for his family. Okay. Um, students really enjoy this task. I have seen um, some amazing um, deeper understanding of content come um, by diving into because, but, so. Now, when can you start because and but? Start it in first grade. Why, how do we start it in first grade? Start it with a whole group lesson. Um, I would start with just using one sentence kernel at the beginning, Jack climbed the beanstalk because, and listing their answers there. Jack climbed the beanstalk but, and listing their answers there. Now, once we get to second grade, we can add a few more conjunctions. The conjunctions we usually add next are the conjunctions associated with time. Conjunctions like after, before, when, and if. Sometimes you might even add until. Those are time order conjunctions. So if you think about adding that in, one of the suggestions from the writing revolution is to look at the text that you are reading and then think of a, of a frame that you can start and have the students finish that question. Again, after Jack climbed the beanstalk, comma, blank, and the kids would have to finish that question. Before he sold the cow, question, I uh, mean, not question, comma, what would happen? By third grade, we want to start adding in um, 
what we call the, um, hold on, I'm looking for relative adjectives is what these are actually called. But the way that children can figure these out, they are whenever, even though, although, and since. So think of this. Whenever Cinderella wore her slipper blank, even though she lost her slipper blank, although her sisters were not nice to her blank. Students are able to start by finishing the sentences that you use, and then you begin to challenge them to create their own sentences using those starter words, just like you did with the question making. In fourth grade, you can start using unless and while. Um, and unless and while are usually considered um, to kind of give you almost like a U-turn, a little bit more like the but, right? It's a, it's a conditional subordinating conjunction. So unless this happens, blank. If this happens, blank. So those um, are really good for conditions because by the time you're in fourth and fifth grade, they're going to be adding, um, learning more content that res resolves or revolves around conditions and um, cause and effect. So um, unless um, unless we take care of the earth, blank will happen, um, provided that we all clean up after ourselves, blank will happen. You can create anchor charts in your classroom. You can, um, I've seen some of my teachers who have found some really great ones online where they just list the different um, conjunctions and then use them with um, a, like a sentence frame to, to just show the teachers or the students how they can work in a sentence. I've also seen them um, categorized by the different um, time conjunction, conjunctions or uh, the different categories that they could fall into. Um, comparison, time, um, reason, conditions. You, you can find this anywhere you look online. Um, easy, easy enough to find these days. Um, a year ago, maybe not so much, but right now you can definitely find information about conjunctions and using conjunctions in writing. I always think of my favorite little song, and as even as I say it right now, the Conjunction Junction song. Um, I just watched the latest 50th anniversary special on Schoolhouse Rock. Many of you may have seen it too. And they talked very fondly about Conjunction Junction, what's your function? Um, and you can listen to songs like that too to help get that across. And Flocabulary um, is kind of the new schoolhouse rock, I think, because um, it's taking concepts like conjunctions and turning them into more modern type rap songs. Um, not even rap songs, but modern type, type pop songs. Um, sometimes there's some rap in it. And our kids love vocabulary. I think we we introduce a lot of topics using vocabulary, and they seem to want to listen to them over and over again, much like I did with Schoolhouse Rock back in the 70s and 80s. So um, I highly recommend vocabulary if you haven't seen it yet. All right, so a couple more activities that you can do with using these conjunctions. 
Um, again, describing what is happening in an image in the story, you can put up several conjunctions and have the students create orally the sentences, or they can write those sentences down. Use them with your vocabulary words to promote a deeper understanding of what those words mean. Um, you can even give um, those sentences with your content area, like, although Egyptians built the pyramids, blankety, blankety, blank, and they can fill that in as they go. Oftentimes, um, another activity that you can do is while you're in the middle of your lesson, you can pause and have students do a stop and jot by asking them to develop a question of, about what they have read so far. You might even give them exit tickets um, using those um, conjunctions as your um, starting off point. I, again, have many resources now in my TPT store using um, sentence writing activities. I have many seasonal ones. I will be throughout this year adding more and more seasonal sentence writing activities. I have them for Valentine's Day. I will have them for St. Patrick's Day. Um, I have them for uh, winter and I will have them for spring. I had them for the fall and for Thanksgiving. So you will see more and more of those seasonal type activities popping up into my uh, TPT store. Again, if you haven't yet grabbed the free re resource of the winter activity, uh, sentence writing activities, you can do that by um, going to my um, website that's attached to the blog, I mean, to this podcast, and you can click on and sign up for my newsletter and you will get the winter um, sentence writing activities for free there. All right, guys. Well, I know I threw a lot at you today, um, but I still kept it within 20 minutes. So hopefully I got you home uh, during your drive. <laughs> See you soon. Thanks for listening to today's chat. Follow me on TPT or Instagram for more tips and resources at the other end of the reading rope. See you next week. Now go home.